The Rock. No one has ever escaped from this prison. This is Frank Morris. Armed robbery, burglary, grand larceny. Morris has escaped from many prisons. But Alcatraz could be the exception. Oh, that's exciting. That is exciting. And then Clint Eastwood and his other two guys from the movie Escape from Alcatraz, they escape, but they kind of leave you hanging. They make it or not. Ah. I always assume they drowned, actually. I hate ambiguity. And then finally, after all these years, we now think we have an answer. 1962, John Anglin, Clarence Anglin, Frank Morris tried to escape from Alcatraz. The authorities said they drowned. Letter just resurfaced, saying, my name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June 1962. How exciting is this? Jolene Babiak is an author and Alcatraz expert and joins us now. Jolene, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So, listen, why don't you remind us about the the, the break, the attempt to escape um, in 1962, for those who haven't seen the movie recently or read about it recently, and, and then we'll talk about the letter. But go ahead. What happened in 62? Uh Three, three inmates actually placed homemade masks in their beds and plumped up some pillows and blankets, got through a wall that they'd been digging uh, on for about five and a half, six months, got into a utility corridor, climbed the pipes to the ceiling where they had already opened the ceiling vent and got out on the roof and ran across and down by the water tower on Alcatraz and then went right behind the officer's club. They put their homemade raft, they inflated it, uh, and they put their homemade raft in the bay, and they were never seen again. And was, were, were there, was there any indication of what happened to them? Well, how quickly did they discover they were gone, and then was there any, anything after that? Uh, they were discovered missing uh, eight hours later when the dummy mask didn't stand up and <laughs> light up a cigarette. And, uh, you know, uh, so they had an eight-hour lead time, and uh, there were four things ultimately found in the bay. In the last few years, there's been a rumor that a raft was seen, but that that was never seen. Uh, A paddle um, was found in the bay, which matched a paddle that was left behind. Uh, Two life jackets, one on the ocean, one on the bay, were found. And then a packet of photographs from the Anglin brothers, like 60, 70, 80 photographs all wrapped in the same stuff that came from the cell house. Wow. Wow. So yeah. the official story was they drowned, right? Well, I don't think, you know, I don't, I, when, when it's missing like that, I don't think the government sits down and goes, they drowned. But the propensity of evidence suggested that they did drown, yes. Mm. Is that they what you believe? Well, uh, at, at the time I was 15, I, just, I didn't really know too much about it, but nor since, was I much interested. Since you've been it studying a, it, though, what, what you've had to have drawn some conclusion over after, sure. after studying this. What did you think happened? Well, they left on an outgoing tide, and they left on a high, high tide, which is uh, the biggest volume of water going out the Golden Gate Bridge to, the, to Hawaii uh, in the day, the high, high tide. They left right smack dab in the middle of the high, high tide. And that's a bad... You, they're trying to either get to San Francisco, or it was said they were trying to go to Angel Island, north or south. But the bay is going west, and that's where they went. Um, and there was never ever there were lots of rumors and and stories uh, uh, up until 1980 even, um, but um, none of them panned out. There were like. Um, guys who were arrested who were trying to trade information and hey i saw those guys three nights ago i played poker with them and right you know some woman in nebraska thought that she had been assaulted by them and tied up and 
um, <laughs> none of it panned out. None of the stories ever led anywhere, which is what is interesting about this letter right. that has emerged. Indeed. Uh, a letter apparently was sent to the San Francisco Police Department in 2013 that said, My name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June 1962. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. He goes on to say, If you announce on TV that I will be promised to just go to jail for no more than a year and I'll get medical attention. I'll write back and let you know exactly where I am. I have authenticated this letter because if it's true, that's much cooler than if it's false. And those are my standards, Jolene. So now, wait a minute. You said you authenticated this letter. Is that what you're saying? Purely on the basis of my wishes, yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You and Hollywood and everybody else. So what do you think? Well, I, I saw the letter, um... And uh, I brought the reporter who brought it to me. I brought her two samples of, of Clarence or John Anglin's writing from the file. They didn't match. I'm no handwriting expert, but there were several significant things that, that didn't match. Um, the other thing is that there was no, there were no, there was no evidence in the letter. There was only allegation. I'm John. My brother Clarence died. Frank died, but he didn't provide any aliases for Frank, especially Frank, you could have provided, because Frank Morris could not have lived under his own name, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't provide an alien, his assumed name, nor the date of death, nor where, so that that, that lead could be actually followed up on. There was mm-hmm. nothing in the letter that led you to believe that you could move forward in an investigation. It was all just sort of vague and high. And Well, he wasn't going to be a snitch, to... even post-mortem. So, so what happened, though, with this letter? So they, <laughs> the, so they get it in 2013. What, what has been happening since? Well, I don't know. I think that, that uh, from San Francisco police, supposedly to the FBI, um, I, I'm sure somebody saw it. Uh, what that exactly means, uh, I'm not sure. I doubt, I, I, I've heard twice that they didn't deem it even important enough to do any analysis. And then, um, and that, you know, DNA would have cost money. Fingerprint analysis or, or would be, you know, negligible because of being handled um, from, by the post office people or, you know. Sure. And, uh, and, um, handwriting analysis would be relatively easy, but it would require somebody to go down to the National Archives and check out some samples. Which doesn't sound like much to me. So people just weren't that interested then. Well, they didn't deem it sufficient enough. Apparently. Well, right. And, bother. and if I'm John Anglin, and I hate to argue with my own <laughs> fantasies, but if I'm John Anglin, I'm going to write back a month later and say, hey, dude, seriously, I'm John yeah. Anglin, and I can and prove see, it. If I were the FBI, I would have just said, hey, okay, I would have written back to him and said, hey, okay, get get a kit from 23andMe and get your DNA and send it to us. And if it matches, we'll, we'll talk. Right. <laughs> because you're looking at evidence versus allegation. Fingerprints, DNA, that's what's going to do it nowadays. It's not going to be just, hey, I'm John. <laughs> Jolene Babiak's an author and an expert on Alcatraz. Uh, Jolene, really interesting stuff. What's your favorite Alcatraz fun fact before we let you go? <laughs> All the toilets were uh, were plumbed with salt water. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun fact. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Hey, Jolene, you're a a delight. Great to talk to you. Uh, Let's do it again sometime. Oh, thank you very much. All right, thank you. So would that make things more likely to float or less likely to float? (sighs) Salt water. More. More.
Um, Terrible. You know, she made a point there that uh, is pretty good. If if I'm an oldster and I'm really ill, got cancer or whatever, I want treatment. That's that's what I'm angling for. Right. I give him something to let him know it's clearly me. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave him nothing, which seems like a mistake. Yeah. And then, like you said, you get no response. You write back, yo. So just checking in on that whole I'm about right. to die thing. Yeah. Well, and listen, I don't know. I actually read something about the Anglin brothers, and and I started rooting for it to be true because they're bank robbers who are very proud of not having hurt anybody. And I thought, wow, so they're kind of, you know, this is the, this is the sort of outlaw you root for in a movie. You know, this is perfect. For some reason. But I don't know. It could be that they're, like, crazy stupid is why they were robbing banks because yeah, they couldn't oh, make yeah. it. That's and true. it wouldn't occur to a dumb, dumb John Anglin that he needed to furnish proof, and then he got really sick and got you know put in the hospital or whatever. I don't know. Um, she doesn't seem to think it's likely. He was smart enough to stay you know alive and anonymous for decades. If my fantasy is true, but assuming that eight hours after uh, at about the time it was discovered that they were gone, they were like three hundred miles from the United States, out in the middle of the ocean, yeah. until they all just baked in the sun died on the rafts, and it all just got eaten up by, uh, right. you know. Only the sharks know. Yeah. The High High Tide is the name of my new reggae band, though. We'll be playing this Friday night. <laughs> Reminder, the herb is legal now. Come on. I get it. It's a play on words. The High High Tide. Uh-huh. I get it. Oh, yeah. We're going to have palm trees on stage and sand. So, for the first time, uh, acceptance of the LGBTQ community has gone the other direction in a survey. What? First drop in tolerance in a long time. Huh. Hit you with some of that coming up. God, Michael, nice job. This is not nominated for a Grammy, is it? Probably one of stupid Grammys. <laughs> uh, there's another thing I wanted to hit you with coming up. It was really good. What was it? Eh, I don't know. I'll think of it. It's popping in my head. I got plenty of time. Oh! Uh, rich old people. You know what the main thing is you want to do if you're super rich now? Huh. Live forever. Spend your money on how do you live forever. That's the new thing among the super rich. Also known as giving your money to quacks. Stay, well, I don't know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. In my direction So thankful for that It's such a blessing, yeah Turn every situation into heaven, yeah Oh, you are My sunrise on the dark. This is believed by somebody to be the biggest hit in the history of music In terms of people that it was uh, were into it at any given one time Because it was it's in Spanish and English mm. so You got the whole Spanish-speaking population of the world Which is a lot of people It was a ginormous hit it's ginormous hit in America, and it's up for something with the Grammys. Uh, one of the song of the years. Is Bieber going to come out and sing this? No, he said he's not coming to the Grammys because he is too busy working on his new album. Yes! He's not coming out. He's, he's focused in the studio. To come out and just say Despacito really slow? That's can't correct. do that? Too, too, too busy. Too busy for that. All right. Is the biggest song, the, big, the biggest, the most listened to song in human history... Is Gangnam Style, mm. <laughs> and that never won a Grammy, I don't think. Did it? I don't know. Joe will now do the horsey dance. 
two, three, four. Open Gangnam Style. Yes. I knew I was smart to buy it. <laughs> you in bought a yellow suit? In 1985, Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down won Album of the Year over Prince's Purple Rain and Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> Born in the USA. Yeah. Was that the one with Dancing on the Ceiling on it? Might be. That was a fine Sounds song. about right. Oh, oh, what a feeling. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, so Grammys are Sunday night. Watch or don't. I don't care. Um, Best rock song in 1993 was not Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was Eric Clapton's acoustic version of Layla. Oh, well, he yeah, he won a gazillion Grammys for that Unplugged album. And that's yeah. a damn good album. Solid. See, you, that, I, this one doesn't work on me. Solid you, stuff. You, you can't be knocking that Clapton album. That that was huge. It's no Still Nirvana. Uh, the acceptance of LGBTQ people fell in 2017. First time in a very, very long time that that has happened, that it went the other direction. It's slight, so I suppose it could be margin of error, but it's in almost every category they ask about. Mm. Um, it's about feelings. How do you feel about various things? So it's possible that people have become convinced. I don't know. You know, they try to tie it into Trump somehow. I don't know why or how. Uh, less, uh, that's that's ridiculous. Less than half of non-LGBTQ adults, 49%, That's I'd call that half, but they're calling it less than half, uh, said they were very or somewhat comfortable around LGBTQ people in certain scenarios, according to the, uh, and it's down from 53%. So fewer people are very or somewhat comfortable around LGBTQ people. It's now half. It was 53 Slightly down, but if this trend continues, I suppose it would be something. Very comfortable around L and G. B, I have some questions. T, got to admit, I'm going to wonder what's going on there. And Q, I wouldn't know. Right, yeah. Yeah, that one I don't really know. So it it varies. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about 3% of the population, right? Ah, uh, right. Well, uh, roughly uh, uh, transgender or gay, gay or all of the above. I yeah, think it depends that. who you ask. But yeah, it's definitely low single digits. Um, uh, yeah, you know, the the uh, transgender thing is interesting to me. There are some people who are so desperate to, for instance, convince the kindergartners that they're transgender. In fact, there's a controversy in a California Bay uh, Bay Area school. Uh, uh, the kindergarten is displaying a poster made by gay columnist Dan Savage about the rainbow unicorn of gender and how the little boys and girls need to know that you can be something different if you want to be in kindergarten. I mean, there's this great enthusiasm for it. Now, I've got nothing against anybody who's got uh, the gender dysphoria going or whatever. I I believe it's a real uh, situation some people deal with. On the other hand, you know, I've observed through my life um, a lot of, and, and I've observed it in myself, a lot of people not happy with themselves or their lives, latch on to something and convince themselves, if that, then I will be happy. You know, and they they switch marriages ten times or jobs or haircuts, you know. It's usually not get your penis lopped off. Well, you don't necessarily need to lop her off. Sometimes you keep her around for old time's sake. But, you know, there are people who have psychological problems who become convinced that that's my problem. I do that and I'll be happy. 
And then they do that, and they're not happy. Seems like I remember from some texts and conversations, not all of the gay community is happy with the transgender being lumped in. I've heard that. As, yeah, as being like, it's we're all part of the same crowd, because yeah. you're not necessarily. Yeah, I'm the first furthest thing in the world from an authority on that. But Oh, you're not? Nope, I'm not. That's too bad. I was looking to you as an authority on this. I just want people to be happy. There you go. And I don't want them to, you know, uh, undergo radical medical, hormonal, psychological procedures if, you know, they're not addressing the real issues. Mm -hmm. Because I care. I care that in 1998, the best new artist was Paula Cole and not Puff Daddy. That was a mistake. Whoops. But it seems like the whole new artist thing is where you swing and miss the most with Grammys, right? Predicting who's going to be a big deal is very difficult to do. And also, also kind of emerging genres of music, like the the grunge thing with Nirvana. I remember there right. was a big, uh, the first metal one with Metallica. Like essentially, Metallica created their own category of the or of the Grammys, and they still didn't win. I think it went to what was it, Jethro something, Jethro Tall, was it? Might have been. I don't know. Oh yeah, an infamous and hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, some Jethro Tull comeback album beating Metallica for hilarious. best metal, right? <laughs> So I thought this was interesting. The Council on Foreign Affairs uh, put together a study of Russians meddling in the election, and their their final report came out yesterday. And the uh, the heads of this thing, two guys, one guy who worked in the Clinton and Obama administrations, one guy who worked in both Bush administrations. So they'd have somebody from both sides working on this. This is part of their final statement on the whole Russian meddling thing. We will never know for certain whether Russia's intervention changed the outcome of the 2016 election. The point is that it tried. Vladimir Putin seems to have made it a personal priority to weaken the United States and counter American influence wherever he can. Clearly. Strong new measures are needed to protect U.S. society from further intervention and punish Russia for attacking the United States. This is the part I found most interesting. The response should not be confined to measures guarding against further election meddling. Moscow will cease and desist only if it concludes that it is paying a major price in matters important to it, including in the areas of European security. Here, here. The minimal sanctions applied thus far, and they mentioned under the Obama administration and, and under the Trump administration, have failed to send a sufficiently strong message. And the administration has the tools to do that. So that their conclusion is, I think this is clearly true. Um, I've thought this since the beginning. They were just trying to jerk with us. They did very well at that. They didn't think Trump could win either. They're just trying to jerk with us, mm-hmm. and they're going to continue doing it until we make them pay hard somehow. Hey, man. Why would they stop? They're not going to stop. This is going to be a story for the next several election cycles, unless something radically changes. Well, and in, in between election cycles, too. They're at it all the time. Oh, yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Donald Trump, cheerleader in chief for America, laying it all out in Davos, and KFC is selling a chicken wing box. That doubles as a drone. They call it the most fly meal ever. Finally. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Guinea. You can fly me some extra crispy. Just buzz it on over here. I can eat it out of the box and then it just flies away. (laughs) And their wings. You got to love the poetic tie. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I could fly before you killed me. The chicken would say. I could fly now, you bastards. (laughs) (laughs) So all that's on the way. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There are Nutella riots, ladies and gentlemen. Nutella riots. I've never had Nutella. Have you? Uh, I think I have. My kids liked it. It's a... Hazelnut and something else, right? It's a spread. It's chocolate a chocolate spread. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I've, I wasn't impressed. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> but <laughs> somebody's rioting over it. The price has gone up. 
Riots ensuing various places around the world. They're like animals, one shaken customer said after watching the riots. <laughs> yeah, boy. Mm. Must be pretty good. Hard to imagine smashing stuff over any sandwich spread, really. Even the delicious <laughs> marshmallow fluff. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you reporting on the U.S. economic growth missing Trump's char- targets? Uh, Marshall, the yeah. failed Trump administration. Yeah, yeah, growth yeah, was yeah, only yeah. 2.3% in the last quarter of last year. Yeah, oh, was it really? Early, yeah, earlier this morning, I heard two experts saying, you know, these are going to be revised a couple of times in the next a month or so. A couple of times. Yeah. And we expect it to be a lot stronger than that. So, a lot uh, stronger? question, yeah. question. Yes. Uh, what's the point of this number today, then? Same point as the unemployment figures that come out. They get revised over and over again. Well, just let us know when you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when you're done revising. Right. right. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's on his way back to D.C. after attending the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. He addressed the summit today before heading back, promoting his America First agenda. As president of the United States, I will always put America first, just like the leaders of other countries should put their country first also. But America first does not mean America alone. When the United States grows, so does the world. Trump also saying the U.S. supports free trade but insists it's got to be fair and reciprocal. We will enforce our trade laws and restore integrity to our trading system. Only by insisting on fair and reciprocal trade can we create a system that works not just for the U.S., but for all nations. Here, here. Gotta say, Trump was not really all that fired up during this speech. It no, was, he sounds really jet lagged yeah, to me. Very, honestly, very, very low key. Speaking of politics, State of the hmm, State of the Union address Tuesday. Something to look forward yeah. to. We'll be talking about it Wednesday. Of course, he, he killed it last year. State of the Union. Yep. I remember even critics of Trump saying this is the night Donald Trump becomes president. And then, like a couple of days later, he sent out a crazy tweet. And right, we're back where we yeah, started. What are you going to do? But did you hear the <laughs> the Democrats have combed through their archives and found yet another Kennedy to deliver the response? Young Democrat Joe Kennedy. Who's evidently a Kennedy will be up there with his wavy reddish hair and his Boston good looks, telling the rest of us what we ought to think. So, can you imagine if the Kennedys were Protestants? We'd be out of them by now. I think it's because they're Catholics and they got so many damn kids. The entire USA Gymnastics Board is being pushed to resign. The U.S. Olympic Committee is calling on all 21 members to step down following the life sentence of the former national team doctor, Larry Nasser. I think that's driven in part by a column that Sally Jenkins did yesterday in the Washington Post, and we're going to talk to her coming up here in about a half an hour, and she she went hard on that, that the, all these people have to go. Oh, and, and, and obviously true. And her revelations were not only you know important morally, but it was just really good reporting. And just a great piece, so we'll talk to her in a bit. And by the way, the Michigan State aspect of it is getting more attention now. Um, looking into who knew what, when, right. how, for how long. Right. And the Speaker of the Michigan House said yesterday, this is one of the biggest scandals in the history of our state, which is a pretty big deal. I don't know what the proper term for it is, but there was like a, an opinion piece or an editorial piece that was kind of from the student body of Michigan's mm-hmm. state to the, the people in charge of it saying, hey, you guys, this is, you know... It, you know, putting their feet to the fire, so to speak. God, those big college sports programs. It's amazing <laughs> what they will overlook to keep their thing going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, that uh, president of Michigan State University who's resigned will earn hundreds of thousands of dollars a year if she returns to the faculty, which she can. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I think she'll get her full base salary, et cetera, et cetera. She'll do what that, and stuff she'll like do that. that UC yeah. Davis president did. Come back and teach a class and you get your full salary and all that sort of stuff, yeah. even if you're a crook. Right. KFC has now created a box for its food that can be reused as a Bluetooth-connected drone or Kentucky Flying Object, a KFO. Nice! There are two kinds of wings in the world, the ones you fly with and the ones you relish. Want both? Introducing the ultimate indulgence, KFC Smoky Grilled Wings. Limited edition KFOs. I don't understand what's happening. Nah, a plane. Oh, please. Do we make people buy advertisements, Marshall? No, no, I don't understand what the concept is. So is the the box of chicken flying at me? (laughs) No, 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 no. KFC is selling a chicken wing box that you make into a drone. There are instructions on the internet on how you turn it into a drone, and then you have an app on your phone to control the box. No, I don't. Or the drone. No, I don't have that app. Now, now the downside is... The- you don't want to date a guy who has a KFC app. <laughs> you want to come watch me fly my KFC box? <laughs> now, now, America, you don't have to worry right now. The only downside to this whole big push is the drone boxes are only being sold in India for two days. Oh, there you go. But it will certainly be up on eBay in no time at all. They're calling it the most fly meal ever. And one last note. Rapper 50 Cent's has millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin, and he's only just realized it. I believe it's 50 Cent as opposed to 50 Cents. That is correct, Jack. (laughs) 50 Cent accepted Bitcoin as payment for his 2014 album, Animal Ambition. And that was back when the Bitcoin was only worth about $700. The cryptocurrency has taken a little bit of a hit from recent highs, but... The 400000 in Bitcoin he collected back then is now worth almost $8 million. Whoa! $8 million. I'm Keep It Real, 50 Cent posted on Instagram. I forgot I did that. He had totally <laughs> forgotten me had done it. And the dumb get richer. Yes. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong Getty Show, the voice of the West. Well, he's got more money than he can keep track of. Which is, you know, nice, people for that. nice situation to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, pr- a picture of Barack Obama emerged yesterday that could have had a big effect on the, uh, the election. Whether or not he got elected president. Really? You determine whether or not that's true. Okay. Um, rich people want to live forever. Of course, everybody wants to live forever, right? They're spending the money to try to live forever. We've heard about the buying young people's blood and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, I'm so into that, yeah. <laughs> Have you done that yet? Uh, no, but I'm going to. Mm. I'm preparing a room. I'm having it remodeled where the young will be held. I mean, accommodated. <laughs> <laughs> While I drain their blood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, what's happening? You and your ass invited. So gonna get to clapping. Go pop a phone. Can't help but notice you haven't played any Jay-Z, Michael. I'll have to grab some. This is another song of the year. Who's this? Uh, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. But Singing then, about sex as usual. Jay-Z is the most nominated artist at the Grammys this year, and you refuse to play any Jay-Z. Racism. I think I, I didn't even need to Sexism. say that. Sexism. I think that was clearly the case. 
Uh, so Jimmy Kimmel did an unnecessary censorship, something uh-huh. that I find uh, enjoyable, but also uh, makes me feel like we're doing something wrong, which is weird. <laughs> Remember, nothing terrible is actually being said here. It's only That's your the point. If it seems dirty, then you need to take a look at yourself. It says you. You have a disgusting mind. Fair enough. When I was a little girl, I dreamed of being an Olympic figure skater. Republicans, as you know, being the party that has a run of the table in Washington, they're going to get you will get fingered. The White House lawyer Ty Cobb told us President Trump is, quote, very eager to be by Mueller. You've decided to your as a freshman in college. Why? Researchers in China say they have successfully two monkeys. Melania Trump's former roommate. They used to together before she Donald Trump. I want to every person here today. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. So here's the photo that was taken in 2005 that was held until yesterday. Uh, is a picture of Barack Obama with Louis Farrakhan at an event. Oh, wow. And uh, smiling and hanging out together. Wow. I don't think it would have made a difference. John McCain was not going to beat Barack Obama because of that. But he would have had to explain it. And it would have hurt him. Yeah. It, it would have, here's the picture. Um, My Muslim faith. Well, he'd have had the press complicit and covering it up, just like the, the, the Jeremiah Wright stuff. Um. Well, it would have helped McCain because he had to explain, you know, having his picture taken or hanging out with uh, somebody from whatever, one of those evangelical Christian university type people mm. that he hung out with and had to explain. And Barack Obama had to explain this and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. not sure it would have been a game changer. Yeah, I was hoping for something more exciting. Louis Farrakhan, though, is pretty far out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a crazy person. It might have whipped up Jewish America, because, as I recall, the Jewish vote, and coming from a guy who abhors the idea of people voting in blocks, but um, went heavily to Obama. I'm sure it did. And uh, Louis Farrakhan is a flaming anti-Semite. He's a crazy person. Well, that, too. Um, rich people want to live forever, and it's the new frontier for the super rich. Because you got all the stuff, right? Sure. All the pleasures, possessions, experiences. And especially the older you get, and uh, I think we all realize this, health is the that the number one. Number one on your list every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it goes south, it really becomes number one. Um, so they want to live forever, and there's some real strides being made for those reasons. A lot of money being put into research that otherwise might not get spent by gazillionaires. Mm. And there's no reason. I just think this makes logical sense, and some scientists believe it makes scientific sense. There's no reason why you can't figure out a way for genes to not have to age. For us not to have to age, you would just replenish your genes with genes that are the same, you know, what you are today. You could just stay what you are today. There's no real reason. You just have to, you know, somehow um, put a stop on that natural process of aging. Right. But we're replacing genes, cells is what I mean. We're replacing our cells all the time. Mm -hmm. Why can't they be replaced by cells that are exactly the same age as the ones that they're leaving? Well, there's not a reason that it can't happen. They haven't figured out how to do it yet. Right. But I'll bet that gets figured out. Yeah, I see the road to it filled with all sorts of horrific, uh, you know, Unsuccessful attempts, probably. I don't know what that would do to society. First of all, I don't know at which age you decide you're going to stay the same. So, 
You pick an age and then you don't age from there because you don't want to be five for the rest of your life. But you probably wouldn't choose 50 either. What, mm. what age do you want to be for? Younger than I am today, please. <laughs> Actually, since you're, uh, well, with your, your mind, I'm going to assume that your mind continues to get smarter. And take an uh, in knowledge and yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, then you might as well stay twenty, right? To whatever the well, yeah, because your processor is at its fastest around that age, if I recall. Of course, who would want to be that horny? Yes, Sean. Oh Lord, you can't drink then. So like twenty-one, <laughs> no, because no, then you can't rent a car. So like twenty-five at least. Right. No, then I can't run for president, no matter how wise I get. So maybe thirty. Okay, thirty-five. Yeah, but now my knees hurt already. So I, I was know. feeling pretty good at thirty-five. I'd settle yeah. on that one. Uh, but uh, so you're going to cause cells to reproduce in a different way. You know, that sounds like, you know, just, again, whether it's cancer or whatever else, horrific, you know, wrong turns down that road. But I'd imagine they'll do it in a Petri dish for a very long time and then then try it out on actual humans. Probably super rich people. Some super rich 80-year-old guy wants to try it on himself, and there's like a 50-50 chance it goes horribly wrong. I say have at it. Good luck. I think they'll figure this out, but it's going to have some tough reverberations throughout society. First of all, you're going to have a population problem if nobody's dying of old age. You're really going to add up pretty fast. Um, Well, for a very, very long time, it will be the ultimate uh, income inequality thing. Oh, God, no kidding. You're either an immortal or a mortal. That's never caused any problems. And how much would it freak you out? How much would you worry about accidents and a variety of things if you could live forever? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, it? Really, because the stakes are so enormous. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The uh, I gotta die of something goes out the window. Right. Life's a fatal disease. My boss told me when I was afraid of uh, flying. Except you'll be fine. Except when it's not, then are you super scared of car wrecks or poison or whatever Mm. in a way that you never were before? Wow. And of course, uh, as Christopher Hitchens mentioned in his book, where he was talking about dying of cancer, if we did live forever, nothing would have any meaning. You know, your whole hugging your kids goodbye being a very special moment. Eh, I'm going to do this this 9,000 more times. Well, infinite number of times. We're all going to live forever. So would would, would things cease to have any meaning? I don't know. Mm. We'll figure that out. That's for the philosophers and poets to ponder. That's what the super rich are doing now, trying to figure out how to live forever. Wow. God, I'd go crazy for one thing. I don't. I've said before that mortality is the sweet, sweet gift of the Almighty. It is because you can only put up with so much change. It absolutely is. Well, you can only work so long, right? Um, you, yeah. you, unless you are the super rich, you're going to just have to keep working forever. You want to keep working forever? You're 275 years. They call you into the conference room now. We really need to have a great second quarter, everybody. <laughs> Come on, who's with me? Well, I'm thinking, ah, if you, I hate you so much. <laughs> can you learn that 12th new skill and put up with the crap that goes along with it? Starting at the bottom again? Can you? I can't. Uh, sounds rough. Yeah, I So guess. there you go. The positives of dying. <sighs> Plus, you're, you're 275. You're dating a 22-year-old, you know. You remember cars? What? No. <laughs> See, I saw a picture once. Yeah. Well, you'd both look 20. Right. But she's 20. This and is your first go around at yeah. 20. Yeah. And you're 275. So you're bitterly cynical. All right. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, uh, maybe some philosophy takes shape that helps us understand it all. And we become some sort of silvery jumpsuit clad uh, elders, like something out of Star Trek. We got it all figured out. 
But then we go to eternal war with a different situation, civilization, and we start killing each other again, and Captain Kirk has to come and explain to us how we're better off something or other. I would rock a silver jumpsuit oh, yeah. so quickly. Or like a robe. You know, some of your advanced, uh, like, super wise creatures in, in uh, your science fiction, they've got, like, a robe going. Like a really light, silvery robe. So, you know, the air circulates under it and all. <laughs> I've already got the big bulbous head. Right. Wow, hairless bulbous head. Right. If I could get the big almond eyes going. Sure, sure. Yeah. See a plastic surgeon. I wonder if murder would have a special thing if people live forever. That would be an even worse crime, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All only, I know is only I've, Captain Kirk were here. I read this article, and about I this. don't mean Chris Pine either. I mean James T. Freaking Kirk, the guy from Priceline. That yeah, right, William <laughs> Shatner. Took me a minute because I'm 275 years old, dating a 20 year old. There's been a lot of Star Treks. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything other than I read this article about the super rich are spending a lot of money on the research for this. So you know, hopefully, some good things come out of this for everybody. If anybody's got an update on the whole drain in the blood of the young thing, I'm still really enthusiastic about guy that. guy in the Santa Cruz area that's doing that, right? Doctor, something like that. Young, Doctor, young people can donate their blood, and old people can have it pumped into them. Oh yeah. Effects. I don't know what the effects are. Um, we're going to talk a whole bunch. Oh, we got clips of the week for those of you who get the fourth hour coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.